0: Be forever booked and busy. Okay. Let me tell you something. I know and I realize I am a grinder. And I'm going to tell you something else. I'm proud of that shit. I'm a grinder and I work my ass off. I literally just got through working at my job and I'm here working, period. Like, you know, uh, someone was complaining earlier. Somebody, somebody around me was like, oh my God, I don't want anybody complaining about no sleep, about no work. I work 24 hours a day, and I'm... Y'all don't understand that I literally sleep three hours a day. I don't think nobody knows that. I get out of work. I have my mentees out, which I love doing that, because it's my passion, all of this. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, like, fussing. I'm just saying I want to say. It. It's my mind, my heart. I just got to get it out. I love doing this. This is my time. Things I don't have to do, but I love to do it. And I need y'all to understand that. So with that being said, I'm so sorry I fell asleep on y'all last weekend, but you know it is what it is. Goody, 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 goody. What's up, Erica? Hey, what's up, everyone?
1: Hey, y'all. Hey.
0: <laughs> I have the most different personalities of queens around me. It is insane. I'm a big personality, but I have different Queens around me, I love it because they all is this different personalities. I learned from them as well. What's going on, beautiful ones?
1: Uh it, you are a grinder. I, I can't even tell you. Like I have like three or four businesses and I'm trying to work this in. I don't know how you do it. Cause I'm trying to get my consistency where yours is. <laughs>
0: Well, let me say this. My mother literally gave me a chewed up, one of those old school sit down daughter conversations where she thinks I'm doing too much and she's worried about me because I don't get enough sleep. And I'm like, I understand as a mother, I get it, but I'm still going keep doing this. So it is what it is.
1: Yeah. I know you began in trouble for them Red Bulls.
0: Girl, that, yes. And the fact that I crash everywhere I go. If in town we did a live and I was, well, yeah, I know I felt sleep last week, but it is what it is. It ain't the first time I've done that. Yeah, I just found out about this time. But uh, she'll come out here. I'm in the middle of a live and she was like, <laughs> she'll be like, push the mute button for me, like, girl, you were asleep. You are still live. I'm like, what? I can't help it. <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> Look, I've had people like, mod. I have been FaceTiming her at midnight just to help her create something because that is my passion. When you guys, you know, um, whatever you guys are doing, it's important to me. It is. When I see you guys achieve your wins, it's important to me. this we, we, We've been doing a stance for how long? We're almost, maybe almost two years for some of y'all. Eric, I'm not sure how long it's been. Maybe, maybe almost two years. But I'm I'm just proud of the things you guys do. You have good content, y'all. I just have great queens around me, period. I don't want to say that. I'm
1: off my soapy now. We appreciate you. I know I appreciate you wholeheartedly. I can't speak for everyone, and I can speak for everyone. We appreciate <laughs> you. You know what it is. Like, you know, I'm going to speak for myself, but I'm also going to speak on what I know. We are appreciative. Yeah, might- for sure.
2: And we have a great community of people yes, anyway, ma'am. so that's great. It's always I love awesome.
0: it. I love it. So who going to give me a quick recap? I don't know where my girls are at, but it doesn't matter we can get down. I actually do an episode last night. So who else give me a recap? Because I usually have Dina or Lee or whatever, but neither one of them here, I don't know about it uh, at all. What's going on? Who's going to give me a recap real quick?
1: You got that, Erica, or no?
2: <laughs> okay, while we do a 50-50, you can oh, start, I'll jump in, well, whatever. <laughs>
1: However, care. y'all would do. I don't care. Let's go. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> we start the episode where we pick up where we left off, where um, Stormy and Mel are having a discussion, and Stormy's like, "Yo, what's up?" Actually, what's pretty funny is that Mel said, "What's up?" to um, Stormy. Basically, the discussion goes from Mel's perspective: Did you think we had an issue? You know, things mm-hmm. have happened. I changed my number you would know that if you called me because Stormy said she called, but she couldn't have called. If she called, she would have got this number. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Mel's like, you know, you could have DM'd me and Stormy's like, nah, I'm not DMing friends. And Mel's like, but you have, D- you know, you were in my stories and we used to DM all the time. What is that? The funny thing is, Mel said, um, every year I take the same break. And Stormy was like, I didn't think that you would take that break with me. I'm not quite sure why she believes that, but we push forward. We Period. then get to um Kimmy and Maurice having a discussion, and mm. you, you could really see it on Kimmy. She really is tired. You could see she's oh, fighting. Oh
0: my god. That okay, mama. Let me just because me remember I'm kind of new to this. Watching her yesterday, it just killed me to watch her. She looks so
1: weak. And the funny thing about that is, Carlos will tell you Kim, Kimmy doesn't ask for a break. She doesn't tell them she needs space. She pushes through and she records as they need her to record, right? They may not be able to come with her to therapy. Right. That's a medical thing, but Mm -hmm. she has never asked them for a break. So, you know, kudos to Kim. She's talking to him about some of the conversation. Well, first of all, about the fact he Maurice didn't want her to have a party because he didn't want her planning a party. He didn't want her work in a room. He knows she's tired. And um, there's a change in the way he approaches his wife. Back in the day prior to her diagnosis, Mm -hmm. he would be like, a woman's supposed to do this and cook and clean and work. And Now, when she's like, I'm doing this, 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 that, and the third, he's like, nah, why don't you just chill? Right. So they're having a discussion about him being proud that she was able to be in a party and just chill and sit and have people flock around her instead of her going to work the room. He also noted that Mel stayed to herself for the most part. And she's like, well, you know, I spoke to everybody. Mel's not really Mel's still on her break. She kind of stepped in to help. And I had an interesting discussion with Martel where it seemed like he want his family back.
0: Mm, yeah okay
1: maurice was pretty dope in this instance also because he was basically saying he needs martel to make up his mind on what side of the fence he's on because a confused man is an unstable man
0: he was giving the game
1: um you can pick up from there because what scene we go to next erica um
2: now wasn't this episode i'm not sure last episode where um, I thought it was this one, where Melody was leaving, and basically yes. Martell was Actually, like, "Let me walk you yes. to your car. Let me walk you no, to your no. car." Before we like, even get no, there. yeah, I
1: skipped that, but no, that I'm was
2: good, right? That and was so basically, very
1: interesting.
2: Yeah, so basically, <laughs> she's she feels like she's being harassed to her vehicle because you can tell she's uncomfortable, and he's like, "Oh, I just want you to be safe," blah blah blah, and um, and so and she's just like no i'm good and then i think they see um, she said, i'm
1: in the front he was like you're across the street
2: Jeez. right so <laughs> he basically he's like well i'm just gonna walk her to the door and uh she's just looking real uncomfortable and you know she's all on this why are my wishes being respected type um type of vibe so you know so she goes um so she goes you know she leaves but that was like a big thing
1: um we also have the point in the show where uh martel goes well there's the tisha scene which was interesting is tisha's meeting with her cousin courtney these are very beautiful women that is these are chocolate yes. beautiful oh my gosh and they all seem to have whoever Wanda's family like whatever part of the tree Wanda's family is they have extremely strong genes because Kiki looked like Courtney looked like T they all have the same features and it was not you know she wants Courtney who is in luxury real estate to come to her brokerage firm Courtney is saying you know I just moved so that would be difficult for me um I need to know that you have your systems and processes in place because Tisha just got her broker's license before I make a move like that. And then also, I could possibly make that move if you and Kiki could find a way to to bond or bring it back. Tisha doesn't want to do it because she's not feeling Kiki still, but she agrees to doing a fun excursion in an effort to get Courtney uh, to come work for her. So Courtney says she'll come work for her. Um, I have thoughts about that. There was also like a really good looking dude behind the bar down to the black. Might make me want to go uh, get my drink stirred over there. But <laughs> totally different discussion. Uh, Martell meets with, uh, what's that family's last name? I'm not Who are sure. They? But
2: his friend Chris. So that, Chris that, that scene actually was kind of odd and slightly hmm. overproduced. Because Chris was like, Chris invited Martel, but he didn't tell his wife. It so was
1: supposed to be a, a date it's night. It's supposed to
2: be a family couple date night, and Martel is crashing it. So
1: Martel didn't know that the wife was. He on didn't the know. Account. He looked. And confused. they dressed up like Chris and Nell. Cause, um, I, I'll look up their last name because you know yeah. I like them as a couple, and in the past they used to give uh Mel and Martell advice. So it was Chris and Nell, and they dressed to they dressed up. And Here come Martel with his army arm right. bomber jacket,
0: exactly. I was like, was Jesus good, Christ. he always does, even though he's mad, but he does. He always looks good. That's just being honest. But so, that what I just want to say this that was awkward to me watching them at the tape. And I was like, what is this? Because I introduction feel
1: like of another couple, it is.
0: They really want to bring this whole thing up with her, the you know, the, the, the real hospital wife's whatever. Anyway, sure, so I never was crazy about her, so I'm not gonna lie, but but. This whole thing to me, I've been doing reality TV so long, I'm like, oh, I know what you're doing. This is what they call introducing the second show. Is this gonna get his own show. This reminds me of the 80s, whenever they wanted to do a spinoff, a spin-off yeah. and they would introduce some weird, all of a sudden, scene, like, who are these people? And the next week we have a new show. This is what this gives me. It does. It was awkward. I think I have a new show with him and his new girlfriend, who we know they're dating, but you act they their only friends?
1: Stop um, it. No, I think that's not... What you're saying is happening is happening, but instead of a new spin-off, what they're doing is trying to bring a couple in that will: be oh, I'm a being sarcastic.: so I'm people, being sarcastic.: so Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> oh. oh, oh like, they're trying to make it so that Mel has people that she actually um, can record with, that she has rapport with, who have known them both and have throughout the years shown gotcha. that they're not going to pick a side of the fence.
0: She looked like she was struggling. Melody's struggling to me.
1: She she is struggling, but then you know, there's a whole bunch we could get into as we get into the discussions of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, they they start having discussions, they're like, Well, Martel, what's up with you? Um, you know, what's up with you and Mel? Well, actually, let's take a step back. When Martel is talking to Kimmy, Kimmy tells him, like, and this is in the beginning, Kimmy tells him, you know. It's good. It's a good thing I have Maurice because I couldn't have done this alone. He's a key component of who I want to go to when there's bad news or good news. Do you miss that? And he says he misses it. And Kimmy was like, you know, there's always a part of us that will see you and Mel together because that's how we met you. But y'all both tell us not to try to see y'all together. Y'all always tell us to stop. And he lets Kimmy know I'm not going to tell y'all to stop that anymore, which mm. is interesting because they're pitching him in this relationship with sure. Yes, yes. Well, so he keeps well, calling, kind a of,
2: because when you know, like he says that to Kimmy, and then when we see him with Nell and Chris, he's on this. I miss my family, so he's kind of like. Seems to be backpedaling, and then when they ask him, like, Oh, it's if Cherie, um, the one he's kind of like non committal, <laughs>
1: well, he's non committal. But Martel, because we've seen him on this show for so many years, he has tells when he's lying. Um, to me, to me, okay, it's not say a real this. relationship. No,
0: no, I, I really feel like that it's looking like this. You want everybody to be like, oh my god, he's trying to get back with his wife, even though we know you are with somebody else. This exactly. is team too much. It's weird. Like, why are we doing this? Just so you I got think, somebody else.
1: I think he feels hey Dina. Like- hey Dina. I think he feels like it's a good idea for him to have a relationship outside of the mess that he created with his wife and the other woman. Mm -hmm. But he can't commit to it because he doesn't want his family back. So he mentions to them that he wants his family back. And then he discusses the fact that they are in court. And when they ask him why they're in court, he's like, because of the babysitters. And he's like, Mel has 20 babysitters. Now, 20 is one of Martel's favorite numbers. He will tell you, Marceau had 20 girlfriends. Mel has 20 babysitters. Facebook hey, TV. I didn't like that. I'm gonna tell you something right now. That's I did not like that.
0: No, the babysitter thing was irritated because I was irritated with that. Because of, why are you saying that she, like she be out being a thought or something like that? Like, bro, th- last year you were all over. I didn't even review the show, but you were everywhere doing wrong. So you need to be quiet. I'm so sorry. Have several seats. Talking about her babysitter. That girl can't do nothing. She's not allowed to have a babysitter. And, I, and when she cried about the part by not seeing the kids every day, that bothered me because you don't seek that out. You don't think that your child, that to be what you every day push that young. Know, her children are
1: very young. So, so the that bothered is, me. Um, my son's father and I, although we were friends from the time I was 15 and we dated for years, had my son. We broke up when I had my son.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we still co-parented. I, you know, he was NYPD, so you know, officers have this rotating two-day schedule. The two days he would have my son, because I've always had two days without being a parent. The two days that he had my son, the days that he would bring my son back, there would be such small changes that felt so big to me because I never wanted to be in a situation where I was not seeing my child every single day but it mm. was the circumstance of my life. And it right. was only two days. I cannot imagine having to go seven days without seeing my babies. Like, because Wait, your mom is still up Seven days? Yes, they do a seven-day switch off. She has the, ba- the kids oh for seven days. God. And he has the kids for seven days. Oh my God, I did not know that. Jesus. Now, what's,
2: what was interesting about this particular scene mm. was that he basically gave his speech or his spin on why he, you know, filed for custody, you know, like Mel will be out of town and she'll leave the kids with her brother when they could be with him and all this stuff. And to some extent, I think Nell and Chris bought his explanation. Like what? It should be That's out of That's what made
1: Nell go to have a conversation with uh, Mel because what they were saying, basically, you are co-parenting. Y'all need to get this right especially with black children you you know we are in an african-american community it it, you need all hands on deck when you are raising your kids this is the thing it does take a village um the days that i did have my son as a co-parent my family was an integral part i never had a friday where i told people i couldn't go out because i was being a mom if i wanted to go out my family had my son until I came home. Whereas, mm-hmm. You know, like, if I'm going out Friday night, I would take my son to my mom's house on Friday, and I'd be calling him to pick him up, and he'd be like, nah, I'm with my grandparents. Uh, call me back. I'll call you when I'm ready. And don't let me call. like, And he was four or five years old. Don't let me call him to ask him if he's ready to come home, because he'd be like, mom, I told you I will call you. I will have grandma call you when I'm uh, ready to come home. Right? Like, right. but... The same circumstances, like my sister was an integral part. If I, if I did have to leave, go out of town because I was in a 10-year relationship during this point, if myself and my ex-fiance were going out of town and it wasn't for my son, my family had my son and his father would pick him up when he was off from work. It would be the same thing. And if I were Mel, Martel would be like, yo, and I have a big family. Granted, it would be my core. But you got to remember, I'm one of six kids. That could easily be my child being left with 20 people if you wanted to make those multiplications. Right? It would be easy. But a reasonable man understands the village is stepping in. The problem is Martel doesn't like the fact that Mel's brother is a homosexual. Are you serious? Yes. Yes. That's why he noted of all the twenty babysitters, he mentioned the brother. Now, what happens is, if Mel, because Mel is booked and busy, right? She has the she she goes on tour. She does speaking engagements. She is busy. So if she had she was booked for something, and the brother came to the house to watch the kids, why? He's like, why the brother got to come to the house? And she's like, why would I make the kids have to go to your house? And we are not 100% sure of what his home looks like. We don't know what his stability is at home. Some people think he lives with his mom. Some people think he lives in a rental, he's squatting in a rental property. People are not sure. But she knows she has luxury at her house with a chef and all kinds of things in her house. When she left, she was like, okay, I don't want my kids to have to go stay at my brother's house. Because that's uncom- they already have to uproot themselves for seven days out the month. You know, well, actually 14 days. I'm going to have my brother watch them at their house where they're comfortable with their room and their things. And Martell wa- Martel wants to know when she's leaving town. That's a level of control you don't deserve, sir. Yeah. So it, it's, it's very interesting. And Nell did believe what he had to say. So Nell schedules a meeting with Melody. Oh, wait. Another thing he said that was interesting to me is that they could hire um, a nanny service and someone who's going to come and take care of the kids at his house and at her house. Martel don't got money that long. He doesn't. She would end up paying for that. He wanted her to also pay for a chef for his house and her house. He, He got a lot going on with him. Sound like it,
0: Oof. I don't know. I'm not saying anything bad about the dude, I just feel like he has so much going on. I just don't, girl, I don't know. He just has a lot going on, I feel like. And at first off, people will feel bad for him for what I hear in the comments, stuff like that. People feel bad for him, and if I i start to give my own opinion, but for me, it's hard for me to judge because I'm still watching the old shows, but now he seems so bitter towards her like you asking her for a prayer. You shouldn't be asking her for anything. you were the one that messed up.
1: So, we can revisit this prayer he asked her for. Um, because she did an interview with the Ooh Ladies first panel. What happened, the, and the reason the she didn't... The, the Ooh Ladies first panel, Bondi Blue, Jamie That's Me, and Niecy Dixon. She did a... Oh, okay. About an hour interview with them. Mm. Now, the reason she didn't want him to walk her to her car Because remember, this is the holiday season that this is all recorded in. For the kids, Christmas special down to the school. He went to the special, she went to the special. Afterwards, he walked her to her car. And that's when he mentioned the prayer. And while mentioning the prayer, she said he kept her outside her car for 45 minutes, asking her to do a prayer for them to get back together. And she, people were like, well, why would she even agree to a prayer? She was like, after 45 minutes of standing in the cold, she was like, okay, Martell, I'm going to do the prayer. I'm going to do the prayer. And he was like, well, what time? Because he wants her to pray for them to get together. It's a tactic because people will try to leverage God in an effort to move their way back in, especially with a spiritual person. So when we see her hesitant to have him walk her to the car, especially after he already pressed her about the prayer, she don't want to stand outside her car for 45 minutes again. She just want to get in her car and go. And she knows he's going to corner her at the car to ask her again about this prayer. Very interesting.
0: Mm. Damn, I'm about to hit my bonnie blow up. I'm about to hit her up. I didn't talked to her in a minute. I'm probably going to hit her up. Because I didn't know that.
1: It, it, it's an that. interesting interview where she kind of gives more color. Like when you put all of the stories together... And, you know, I know people be like, well, Mel's not innocent. None of us are innocent. We are all grown. We are all grown. I think a life full of innocence is a life that's kind of dry. You know, you have to do some things to learn from your experiences. But as a woman who has co-parented effectively, I can see where it's wrong. I can see where it goes left. You cannot do it effectively if one of the people wants to still be in the relationship because they are gonna cause chaos. Now, usually it's the quote unquote, I don't like to use this terminology in my real life. I always say co-parent, but usually it's the baby mother who can't let go and causes all the drama and it, you know causes catastrophe in an in interaction. Um, this is not that, this is the opposite. The male co-parent is the parent that seems to not be able to let go and wants to cause trial troubles, trials and tribulations because when Nell sits with melody to have the discussion, Nell's like, well, why y'all can't, you know, bringing Martell's ideas to the forefront? Well, why can't y'all hire some stable people? And Mel was like, we tried that. I tried that already. People don't want to work with Martell. He's difficult. Now he don't tell us that, right? But okay. that's, that's interesting. What are your thoughts on that, Erica?
2: Um, I think I really liked the fact that we got to see um Nell kind of really hear Melody's side of it. Cause it's like, you know, because she she kind of went in not quite, I wouldn't quite say guns blazing, but she went in kind of persuaded by Martell. And then after she listened to Melody, she was like, oh, okay, you know, I didn't understand that. And oh, and she also made the comment to Melody about, you know, basically like you all are gonna be in each other's lives forever. Like that's how she kind of started it. And, um, you know- No, she said, y'all
1: are gonna see each other forever. And Mel was like, no, (laughs) ma'am.
2: Yeah, and it's like, okay, you know, but even with that being the case, you know, as the children grow, they have to be able to interact. And so Melody kind of gave us more insight into, um, almost kind of gave you the vibes like she felt like he was stalking her, really. And she was just like, oh, you know, I've had to change my numb. You know, she's been feeling scared. And, you know, so she really kind of broke it down to Nell about some of the issues in her perspective. And, you know, and that's where we kind of really see her say, you know, it's not that I wanted this, you know, he's making it seem like he's making me look a certain way, but this is the other side. So I thought we got a good look at kind of both of their perspectives and they both are equally passionate, you know, about their families or about the kids really
1: they're both passionate about the kids but i think martel just wants his life back like he didn't anticipate this but again the thing that that brought mel to tears is like she i did not have children i didn't give birth to these children to not see them every day and the fact that her youngest child is what she's three maybe yeah
2: like the youngest one is really little and so i think you know like maybe she just started preschool or something. So she's definitely like really, really little. Um, now in between this, we also get to see um, Kiki and uh, Tisha. Tisha have their sort of like workout moments. So that's interesting. They end up doing kickboxing, which I thought was an interesting choice. So they're both kind of like, in theory, I guess, getting out the aggression And they're trying to kind of move past it, but it seems sort of like a circular conversation because Kiki sort of feels bad about what she's done, but she's still like, but how can you be mad because of what you did? And um, Tisha is still upset because she's like, oh, she's not taking responsibility, but then she's not really taking responsibility either. She's kind of like, well, I apologize. But, you know, so they both are kind of stuck with what seems to be, A sort of circular situation although they don't want their family and like their cousins and extended family to be harmed about their sort of lack of you know because they're not getting along because of this beef so it's it seems like they're sort of semi-squashing it but not quite resolving it
1: the reason i don't think they're squashing it is because of the energy that tisha came to the meeting with Tisha's not at that meeting because she does want to squash it. Tisha's at that meeting because she wants Courtney to work for her brokerage firm. That's her sole purpose for taking the meeting. Um, One of the interesting things about the show, for most shows, you can say, you know what, I'm not going to speak about anything that happens off of the show. But you, you can't really have a holistic view of what's going on on the show unless you see all of the interviews that they do afterwards. So Kiki has done an interview, or rather she went live yesterday after the episode, and what she had to say was Tisha's not owning her part of the deal. I never wanted to hurt Tisha, ever.
0: You said and Kiki? I'm not thinking of following her.
1: Kiki's her cousin.
0: I know, I know, I know. So somebody uh, somebody dm me. I want to make sure I'm following her because I want to hear... I'm sorry, go ahead and continue. What were you saying?
1: Um... Kiki says that in that conversation, she has held herself accountable. She never wanted to hurt Tisha, but Tisha has done the same thing, maybe even worse. Mm-hmm. And she revisited the conversation that Tisha had with Courtney, where Courtney was like, Well, you know, Kiki is dealing with regret and remorse over where her life ended up and where it could have ended up, and hurt people hurt people. And she was like, My cousin. Courtney is 100% right. Hurt people do hurt people, and I hurt myself. And if you had encountered me in my 20s, and my 30s, you would never think that I would have ended up in the position I was placed in. Basically, she was prescribed opioids and became addicted to the opioids. Now what happened was, when they were doing Huntsville, or getting ready to cast Huntsville, Mel mm-hmm. and Martell were having events with bringing families around to Mm -hmm. see which families would become a part of the cast and when mel and martel went to invite kiki and her husband marceau and tisha i think more marceau than tisha but tisha didn't stop him marceau was like you better be careful inviting them to your house or hide or um hide your medications in your medicine cabinet right Mm -hmm. um which then made Martell and Melody back off of the situation because when they told her the story, oh, she has, she's addicted to medication, she's a, she's an addict, and you know she might steal, and that's a bad look for you. Mel and Martell stepped back, and as a result, it cost Kiki her initial introduction into the show because Kiki potentially could have been one of the core people on the show. That's so,
0: crazy
1: so when when T- when Kiki's like yo I never meant to hurt you and another component of the thing is Kiki says she never brought up Tisha she wasn't the one bringing Tisha up other people will bring Tisha up and she tried to skirt the issue Tisha's issue isn't that Kiki spoke badly on her marriage she her issue is that she should have been like no comment. I think no comment would have been as inflammatory to Tisha as they have had to have some discussions. Kiki tried to be ambiguous and beat around the bush. Tisha wanted her to say no comment, but I think no comment would have still had everyone watching the show side-eye the situation because Marceau is the problem with the image for Tisha and Marceau. He plays too much. I don't know if he cheats on her. I think there's a 51% chance that he has in the past. Um, but the way he presents himself doesn't say, I'm a man who's in love with my wife and my family he, he's like, I, I protect my family, but he shows up as a man who wishes he wasn't married, is irritated. You know, he shows up as the traditional man like who would like to go drink beer with his friends and complain about the the ball and chain. We are in a different time now, so that is an antiquated perspective on marriage, and he's still attached to it. Stormy's husband's not attached to it stormy's husband's like no my wife is my partner and that's how i want it even though martel cheated when you think about martel the husband that presented to the world marcel i mean martel also presented as a man who understood his wife was his partner he just had a little cheating problem
0: right okay hold on let let me let me let me let me let me me say something now so the kiki situation first Mm -hmm. of all that dm that dm one of y'all i thought i did because I need to follow her. I I did oh, Erica, i about to your page is open. I ain't say nothing. <laughs> I am not doing it. But uh, the thing for me... I'm sorry. I forgot the punch phrase. So I'm trying to do it in a hurry. Did you get it, uh, Erica? Um, yeah. yeah. Your, uh, IG. Um, oh, I
2: just got it. I Actually, I have to look for it myself, honestly. Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> so that cousin thing, I like for a couple of reasons. Because... I've had cousins, or my sister, well, my sister more or less, because I was the mean cousin, but we have a cousin that's like a sister, you know, close to age, all that. I love that storyline, and because you show the pictures of them growing up in all this and third. The part that I did not like, it just seemed, when they got together, that there was like some genuine anger in her with that. Now, I don't know the whole, they gave the story, but you know, I haven't watched it say I know the whole thing da that. But when they got together to box. I would say to myself, this should be a solution to, especially with women, when there's some kind of dysfunction or something like that. Because you are so angry because there are emotions involved and you're so hurt that you're you you know, you're not going to actually physically put your hands on your cousin unless something really crazy happens. But you probably, or your friend, I'll say, you probably feel like that. And the way they put that in there, I really enjoyed that. Because even when it was like, hey, girl, it was all like, girl. You know, I could, it was no I, should, like, I would lay these paws Like, me. like, period. And, like, when they hit the thing, when they were going back and forth, I said to myself, okay, uh if they didn't have the gloves, I mean, the head things on, I believe somebody would have a messed up grill right now. Like, it would just stick. And so, I, I really, for me, watching this new person, I enjoyed that because I feel like that's actually a good thing. When you are, like, emotionally pissed off at somebody, something physical can break that up, that tension up or whatever. Get you talking about it or whatever it is. The different things you can use as far as therapies or just talking, all of that. I just loved it. I just want to say that. So I don't know what your girl thought about
1: it. <clears throat> um, I also have a cousin. Like my aunt was a paranoid schizophrenic, and my cousin was raised like my sister. You, you mm-hmm. know, we've always lived in these multi-family homes, so you know, everyone pitched in to make sure that my cousin had as normal a life as she could have you know, my aunt was around too. So, you know, we tried to normalize her life to the point whereby she calls my dad, dad, right? Because we wanted her to have the feeling like, you know, you have a masculine leader. You know, you have a masculine character in your life, just like we do. So I do have a cousin that I was raised with. And, you know, it's not always easy because sometimes even though you're raised like family, that cousin has a different way that they were raised even though and I'm talking about even raised in the same house like full disclosure my aunt in her paranoid schizophrenia was a very selfish woman so she would raise my cousin to be very selfish but my my siblings and I were raised to be very giving to my cousin because the idea was she you know she didn't have anyone, so she needed us, right? So she was raised to understand that her mom was sick and that she would need to be able to take care of herself. And we were raised to believe that because she had no one, we were raised to take to make sure she was always taken care of. So you see how there's a little, it gets a little shaky because um, in the end, if she ever had to make a decision, like a group decision or for herself, she always made the decision for herself. Meanwhile, if I ever had to make a group decision or myself, I'm always going to make a decision in the best interest of the group, because that's how I was raised. So that little shift, you know, it makes it an interesting right. layer. It co- mm-hmm. it complicates things, yeah, right? Right. Um, if you look at it, um, Tisha's mom is uh, very animated and vocal. Uh, Kiki's mom is not that, right? And the whole premise behind why because they only met when they were like twelve or thirteen. The premise behind that is that uh, Kiki's grandfather, because I believe do 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 do, is Kiki, Kiki's grandfather is the the patriarch of their family, and when I guess Wanda's mom, like somehow or the other, the person who is on Tisha's picture like Tisha's father, mm-hmm. the, the he was told, look, I don't want you messing with my child. Like, she's too young for you to deal with. You can come see her, but you can only see her What you can court her. You know, courting from back in the day, like, I need to be around. That was Back in the day, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. But when he he found, you know, then when um the mom showed up pregnant, he was like, oh, you didn't listen to what I have to, had to say. So he was very offended by that, as he would be. And he was like, I don't want nothing to do with, with you or everything that has anything to do with you. And Kiki's, I guess Kiki's mom or Kiki's dad. As a matter of fact, yeah. So I think Kiki's dad is Wanda's brother. It was like, yo, I don't want you around. I don't want you around. I don't want my family dealing with you. So it was when Kiki got older and and they were a middle-class family, right? So, yes, Tisha ended up being raised on what Marceau called the wrong side of the tracks. That was not Kiki's experience. So she had to kind of go to the hood to hang out with Tisha, but she did it because she wanted that relationship and Tisha wanted that relationship. You know, they're, they're cousins' cousins, but they grew up with two different perspectives and it, it just gets very interesting.
0: Erica, how do you um kind of feel about this scene? Um, it's outside of the the regular we all talk about the same. I guess Melanie, or whatever. But to me, I took to these two. I, I
2: liked it a lot because, again, um, I think <sighs> there, you know, there's two sides to it. So um, I see where Tisha was coming from, but then you know, like I kind of see a little bit of each person's side. But I think the issue then becomes that um, for them is which they've had several sort of encounters and stuff is um like if something goes down between family at what point do you bring it out to the public or out whatever so that's the thing it's like okay you know tisha betrayed her by revealing whatever the drug abuse and then it did seem like when melody asked her you know about uh tisha's fam you know marriage and stuff that Kiki kind of did it for payback. So she tried to, She, you know, she says some stuff and she was probably salty. So it's kind of like, okay, at this point though, it's almost like you all are both sort of airing family business. So I thought it was an interesting scene because I think they definitely both have deep, you know, love for each other. But I also, am not, I don't think that they've come to a point where they're about to resolve it anytime soon.
1: And I wish mm. they could resolve it because, um, like, even in what I shared with you just now about my aunt being a paranoid schizophrenic, that's something my family wouldn't have. You know, I'm breaking generational curses when I open my mouth and use my throat chakra to be like, yo, some of these things were not right. Um, so, yes, there is this line between airing your family business and just vocalizing. They are playing tit for tat, like you said, though, Erica. And what I think is um, unfortunate. Like, I wish we saw what would have happened if Marcel and Tisha didn't say anything about Kiki's addiction, right? Or didn't say it in a way where it was like, well, she has these issues. If they had said it in a way where, hey, you know, she does have these issues, but see how you feel about it. or. Or if they even said to Kiki, oh, you gotta tell Mel this before you go on live TV, right? Um, because what Kiki actually said was it, "It, it, there were people, I didn't even really want to tell my family that I had gone through this addiction issue. But I. there are few people that I told, and for you to be one of the few people I told, and it was very hard for me to tell you, for you to take that outside of the family, was very hurtful. So... That, I guess that's where they get to the point where they're doing tit for tat and I think it's unfortunate because it ultimately means that for fame they both threw their family under the bus and that's whack. It's whack. So well, I, don't I don't know. know. And the, the thing, you know, as an aside, like the, they still have to see each other because their daughters are best friends. So that complicates things.
0: You know, I I I get that, and and it's messed up if they don't resolve it. I it's family. We've all had situations where we were angry with our family, and it's our cousins or whatever, you know, um, I'm a sibling, uh, honestly. And you're just so mad, you love them, yes, of course, but you're just so pissed off at them for whatever reason, and it just drags on for forever. Well, this situation, and the plus, they're on TV. You know what I'm saying? To me, I thought like that'd be difficult to do any kind of emotional situation with a family member. Um, the one that's been televised and everybody gets to get their opinion like we do and everybody else. Um, but it's just their faces for me. It was for me, the whole backstory for me, because it was like I said for my first time watching, um, uh, my perception might be a little bit different than yours because you guys have been watching for so long. So from my my point of view, um watching them, um, I wanted to, and I'm not saying you don't. I want to see them connect. Um, I just felt that that, that there was love there, but it was just the faces were so angry, you know. And And hurt, I think. hurt, yeah, I said hurt earlier too. I said that it was hurt and it was anger. And I just think that that is something that can be repaired, it's just gonna take time. And unfortunately, we're gonna probably all watch it together. Um, Um, I was just intrigued with the story. And I said I'm not intrigued with the melody thing. but even not watching the show, I knew about the story. I didn't know anything about the, I don't want to support the cancer, but you know, the, the rest of the cast, that's not the one that you, you know, I didn't even with the cancer story, you know, I, those stories for me is what I was, um, you know, drawn to yesterday. So go ahead.
1: Yeah, I think, um, I, I really want to see what the Scots have to offer this season. Um, it's about to be spicy, uh, next week. Erica, did you catch this where, uh, Tisha's like, you know, Marceau got a business partner and the dude took my desk.
2: Yes. Yes. And I think, I don't know, it was a clip earlier where she was like, yeah, he even has his degree or whatever hanging on the wall and I haven't met the person. And I think that's what it's always kind of come down to um, not only whether Marceau is cheating or not, but like does what kind of respect he really shows her. And so that'll be interesting because she's now that she's become more of, you know, like a boss B or whatever, she is growing, I think in her own self-confidence and kind of like, okay, you need to kind of treat me a little bit differently. And especially, and maybe it's because they are on TV, but whatever the reason she's definitely kind of standing up more to him. So I think that is definitely going to be interesting. I think, um, unfortunately, I don't think, I do feel like there's a lot of love between her and Kiki. I don't even know if it's in Kiki's best interest or whoever's best interest to squash it too soon because it's like, you know, we don't really, we're just, we're starting just now to see more of Kiki. So this is kind of her, to me, that was kind of her Kiki's segue into the show because we didn't really see her and then all of a sudden Melody invited her to like a sleepover or whatever. It's like, oh, okay. So you know, and now we find this backstory about I guess she would have originally been on the show. So um, that's the thing. I think that sometimes very traumatizing or whatever with reality TV in general, because it's kind of like, if that's what makes you pop on the show, sometimes I feel people have, they'll either producers will suggest they do it or they do it on their own, but they kind of hold on to stuff where it's like, okay.
1: Um, you know, There's also this point where, uh, They are at dinner, you know, for next week. I'm interested in seeing this. Like, I really want to see what they call them, Scots 1.0, like Tisha and Marceau. Mm -hmm. They're at dinner and their son says to Marceau, I would never let my spouse speak to me like that. Yo, that right there Mm. is going to be rather interesting because Maurice is telling him, yo, you don't respect your wife. Martel is telling him, no. You don't respect your wife. And his son is about to say, yo, you wild for the way you talking to mom. Whoa. That's interesting. And with regard to what we're seeing with Tisha, initially when, like when you are in a sheltered environment, right? And that's what Mm -hmm. she would, when you are a stay at home mom, I know a lot of stay at home moms who, they just get so happy to speak to people who are able to speak on their level you know when the children are babies they they're excited to speak to people and it's not baby talk so as the you know you get excited speaking to other intellectuals Tisha was a stay-at-home mom when we first were introduced to her but now that she's been introduced on the show as a woman with all of these degrees whether we see it or not people do respect her intellect and I'm sure she's getting approached by people with all of these opportunities because of her degrees. And as a result of these opportunities, she's now recognizing because Marcel was telling her, you know, go ahead, go get your degree because he thought it was just something to occupy her or make her feel good as she stayed at home. Now she's getting these opportunities where people are telling her, you are far too smart and far too beautiful to just be up in the house taking care of them kids and them kids getting older as well. Right. So Mm -hmm. now um, they, they did a therapy session last year with Dr. Francis and his wife and the doctor's wife pulled Tisha aside and said, I see so much of myself in you. You need to start carving out time for yourself and really making a path for yourself because these kids are going to grow up and you're not going to have them to build your world around anymore. And if, you know, sadly, if she does happen to build her, vo- her world around her children, she might end up like her mom, right? Where she's too much in her children's business. Um, Tisha's at a point where she's just getting her voice and she is smart and she is beautiful and you're not, he's not going to be able to disrespect her in the same manner that he's been disrespecting her. And I don't think he sees it as disrespect. I think he sees it as the way a husband treats a wife because he is antiquated in the way he views things. But this is 2023. You cannot see a smart, beautiful woman the way you used to see her in even 2012. You're going to have to give her her accolades. You can't disrespect her and give away her desk and like, Tisha got degrees. Why her degrees ain't on the wall? What's going mm, on here? That's interesting. Right. We I I'm looking forward to seeing not honestly, not even the Scots. I'm looking forward to seeing what Tisha's about to bring to the forefront. Um, she also did an interview with Carlos King at the end of the show. And um a lot of what she said aligns with a lot of what Mel always says, and people are saying she's copying Mel. But I don't think it's a matter of copying Mel. I think it's a matter of being a similar archetype to what Mel is. Tisha is a businesswoman. Tisha is a well-learned woman. And when you are a smart businesswoman, you're going to have to start aligning your thoughts in a certain way. So one of the things that people think she might have copied from Mel is she says, when she sees an opportunity for others and they want an opportunity she gives she tries to give other people opportunities and people are like well who did she give an opportunity you have to take a step back and realize she is a business owner in Huntsville any person she hires she's giving an opportunity so Mm -hmm. she is adding to the community in that way and she is helping other people in that way that's one thing she said and I think she's to the point she also said that she during the last season, she ended up fighting and arguing with friends and very angry. So she now realizes that there is a a reason or a necessity to take a step back from everything and take some time for herself. That's interesting because that was the main issue she had with Mel. That time that Mel decided she had to start taking for herself when her world was falling apart. Um, mm-hmm. Tisha is now saying, hey, I take that for myself. Some people say she's, uh, she's copying Mel, but if you think about it, the way that um, social media tears her up, tears up her family, and really highlights the way her husband seemingly disrespects her, that is a lot to, um, if you're looking at the comments and responding to the comments, that's heavy. You do have to take a step back from that. So I wouldn't say it's copying Mel. I think it might more be understanding where Mel was coming from when Mel had to do all of this at the same, it, you know, in different phases for different reasons, but it's still the same outcome. I need a break from all of this when all of this is done.
0: Well, you know, speaking of the break, I wanted to say when she talked about that in the beginning, you know, I was saying to myself, you know, she pretty much said, my my friends know that when I need my time or whatever. And I was like feeling her on that. Like to me, I was saying to myself, well, I was a you ain't her friend. Because you don't know nothing about the girl. You know, a number was changed. You didn't know she was taking a break. Like, and the you can her She, smoke.
1: she thought um, she'd be exempt from the break. Okay, well, that makes no sense. Then you're ignorant. Then why would you be exempt from a
0: break when she's taking a break from everything and her friends knowing they're cool with it? Because she does a lot. Because if you a lot of and it's a, a mental break is self preservation. She is doing that for herself. So why would you be exempt? from i'm taking a break from everybody because so, you want to have a
1: conversation so what i'll say about myself is like one of my businesses i am a high priestess i don't talk about it much but i am a high priestess this means i'm a spiritual life coach for some right mm-hmm. no i don't believe i'm god but i believe that by virtue of the divine spark i am godlike. um and just trying, you know, trying to walk like Jesus and, and, and be better with time. But that requires a certain level of solitude. Because by the time I'm finished pouring into people, I need solitude. And in your mentee group, I'm sure that if you asked, some of the mentees will tell you, yo, <laughs> out in the blue goodie, just hit me up. Like, yo, I know, I know I don't connect, like I should connect. But, you know, just know that I care about you. You know, I catch your shows when I can. And, you know, I want to do better. Sometimes I get so wrapped up in the solitude and the preserving my peace and restoring myself. Mm -hmm. I cannot speak to people every single day. Now, that's my perspective. I understand in this world that there are people who need more connectivity. And that's what I when I aim to reach out to people. My aim when I reach out is like, don't think that I don't care. Just understand that I I need to recharge in this world and my recharge can't be done with others. I cannot have right. friends who need to speak to me every day. I'm mm-hmm. not the kind of person you can speak to every day.
0: So how did you feel about that, uh, Erica? when the mental break the friendship? Thing?
2: <laughs> I was going to say um, sort of in the middle because I feel like with Mel, I think, Um, while she certainly is entitled to and probably needs a mental break because I feel like her storyline with Martel is really what pushed the show for so many seasons. And there was so much going on offline, on Instagram with the baby mama and the coleslaw and all that other stuff. Even if you didn't watch the show, everyone was pretty much well aware of what was going on, at least with them. So yeah, you need a break with that. But I kind of feel like with Kimmy, you know, I kind of, feel like certain people are her friends, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, if they text her and she's taking a break, she might actually have responded to them. But I also feel like to me, I got the vibe like Stormy, you thought this friendship was deeper than it really is. Um, and I think, um and I think sometimes with Mel, she'll be in a, you know, she'll be in a relationship. Like even, you know, I do see a season with, with Destiny where it's like they come off like in the beginning, like, whoo, okay, we super tight. And then something happens and it's like, well, no, nah, you know, you're not my ace no more. I'm just going to keep it 100. So, and that's the same thing. Like, I don't think she, I can see where Stormy meant in terms of like, okay, I don't DM my friends. But if you call me and my phone has been changed, You ain't got no choice, really. You know what I'm saying? If (laughs) I want to
1: speak to somebody, I'm going to speak to them however I can speak to them. Or
2: email me or whatever. But it's like, okay, you, you know, like really Stormy, you won't notice. Like she didn't, she didn't text you and say, this is my new number. So you know where you stand with her. So So what happened,
1: what actually happened was um, when Stormy approached her to have the discussion, simultaneously Stormy's mom was on Facebook vocalizing how she never liked Mel. Production pulled Mel to the side and told, production was like, hey Mel, do you know that this is going on? And Mel was like, no, I had no idea. Because Mel's not on Facebook. Mel's on IG and now she's on Twitter. So she was like, no, I had no idea that all of this was going on. Why do, why do they have a problem with me? Right? And um, you know, Stormy spoke to it like, you know, when Mel said somebody recorded her conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, oh,
0: that's just crazy."
1: That wasn't a recorded conversation. Mel did an interview where she said everything she said. Okay. But when Mel said, why, like, I guess without Stormy understanding what was going on, Mel, on the in her own world, was receiving calls, she said, from people she hadn't heard from in years. And when she picked up her phone, they would be asking for Martel. So, fi- you know, finally, she said, what number did you dial? And it turned out that the number the people said they dialed. Was Martel's mm. number. So she and her and Martel are not in the during the reunion last year. Martel was like, Yeah, we on the same phone plan. She's like, We are not on the same phone plan. So for him to be able to like he she feels like he hacked into her number, but the person who did the hacking messed it up. Gotcha. So instead of him receiving all of her calls, she started receiving oh, all of his calls. Oh wow. So <laughs> So, you know, Ooh. that's why she changed her number and it wasn't the first time she changed her number. She we knew she changed her number like she told Nell about six times because Martel was playing on the phone. Um but Stormy didn't know that. So without Stormy knowing that and when Mel live tweeted, "Hey, you know, how were people getting all of my conversations?" Stormy's mom thought that Mel was implying that Stormy sat in the house and recorded what she said and took it back to Destiny. That's not what happened. Um, th- I think this is a case, and Tisha spoke to it in her. Um, she did an interview with DJ Richie Sky Tisha, and she was like, when Richie Sky asked what advice she gave Stormy for having her mom be on the show. She says she told you know, Stormy, Yo, your mom's gonna get you in some things that it's gonna be hard for your mom's gonna complicate things for you if she continues to be as vocal as she's being. Mm. So um, Stormy was like, why, why does Mel think this? But I don't I don't believe Mel thought that because Mel said everything she said. I, I saw the interview where she said what what Destiny was playing. I think it was messy for Destiny to play that because. Mel was not saying anything negative about him dating Sheree. What Mel was saying is, this ain't the first time I've seen him with a woman. You have to remember, he was with a woman when he was married to me. So why would I care about a woman he's with when we're divorced? So Destiny shouldn't have played the audio because it was unnecessary, but maybe production asked her to play it. And um, Stormy got it all wrong and by time that that scene ended in production told Mel what it was with the cause Mel was being slandered on Facebook by in a group that doesn't like her by Stormy's mother. Well Stormy's mom leading the charge Mel was like, okay, here we go again. This woman's not my age. She could be my mom. She's dragging me. I've been through this again. I'm gonna protect my peace. That's likely the reason why Stormy never got her number. So, you know.
2: And I think there's something to be said for, and I think Ashley tweeted about this maybe last week or a week before in reference to Stormy that there are certain people who like. You know, we friends on the show. We not no real friends. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? So there is, and I think with Mel, there's certain people like Kimmy, there's certain people where I'm like, okay, they're real friends. Or there was a time when y'all were real friends. And then there's other people that it's like, yeah, we friends on this show, but I'm not going to really be calling you when we, when we not filming, boo. So and then that goes back
1: friends. to what you said, Kamisha, about the reality show formulas. They need to stop with that. Stop bringing people on as friends as if they were friends in real life mm-hmm. if they were not friends in real life because that messes with now that there's more social media than there was when Re- on Real Housewives of Atlanta came out right. the jig's up because people going back like I ain't never seen them texting they never was sharing each other's posts five years right. ago or oh, all of a sudden they best friends mm-hmm.
2: So, so yep. yeah,
1: so I think definitely with specifically with
2: Mel and Stormy I still feel like, okay, Stormy, y'all not really as tight as you would like. So, you know, basically deal with it because it's like, you know, yeah, she just send her a DM. like it's not that, Y'all not as tight as you wanted or you thought or whatever because some of these things, if you all were really friends, you would already know some of the history because you were her actual friend. So, mm-hmm. I think it's like, you know, um, mm-hmm. I think Stormy was more Upset and hurt by it because it's you know maybe a newer friendship or whatever, but it's like when you're in these situations, I think it's hard for the newer cast members to kind of get in with everybody. So,
1: and I just can't yeah. relate to that. Like as my son is grown, but so have my businesses and my uh, desires for the future. I don't have time to worry. Like, if you treated me in a way that I... If we have different perspectives on what the relationship is, I acknowledge, I adapt, and I align with that. And we could keep on moving. If we make money together down the road, there's no need for me to isolate you. If you've offered me an an opportunity in any way, shape, or form, I'm never going to come back and have anything to say about you. I'm going to decline all comment. I'm going to be like, yeah, nah, I don't got nothing to say about that.
0: Um. Oh well, look y'all ladies, I have an interview in an hour. So we are going to
1: do anything this again. interesting? Who anything you could talk about? Like who you went to feeling? Or are we gonna just see it? Is it live or recorded?
0: Um it's gonna be live. Sheila from uh ready to love. I'm sorry. Put a Jesus ring on Christ. it. Put a ring on it. Thank you, girl. I need an assistant in my eyes, say.
1: That's the redhead.
0: Mm-hmm. I love a lot. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yeah, am she, excited.
1: She's a beautiful girl.
0: Very, very, very. I'm really hyped. So,
1: But we will check yes. it out, my dear. I'll be in the
0: comments. Yes. yes. All right, guys. This was another great panel. The three musketeers. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh. We you, Mod. I know you can hear us. We miss you, right.
0: right. I know she can. So, Dina is uh doing her thing. She's doing her thing. Leah, Leah, Leah probably asleep. Let's be real. Yeah, Leah, So, asleep. <laughs> but, um, I forgot my intro. Hold on. Oh, oh, yeah, there we go. Boom, baby. Y'all know how creative and nerdy I am. I love it. Cute. But we'll be back again. And I'm supposed to be doing a live with mod tonight, but unfortunately, I had to go into my job for a couple of hours. So I will be doing that live tomorrow. I haven't told her yet. i will be doing it. If you're listening, do that live tomorrow. Because.
1: <laughs> do <not>. do- <laughs> hey, Erica, are we live with mod
2: later? That's my understanding. I think we're doing put a ring on it later tonight, I believe all
0: right oh yes i love y'all live okay i'll be at work but i'll be uh looking at job from uh my phone and not say anything all right y'all let me get my oh yeah i just added my end credits it's so cute bye